Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Just wrap up all the things that we talked about. It should be recorded. Okay. Okay. Yes, so we, we we talked about EQ. Yes. Right. And 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 the reasons why leaders have poor cultures mainly is because their lack of awareness of their EQ mm-hmm. creates a more tactical process-oriented work environment, process and procedure work environment, rather than a relational environment. Yes. Right. So what yep. are so what are some of the the awarenesses through this call that we had like from that? There's some of the awarenesses for for leaders. Um, I mean, they need to really take time to to spend spend time with their staff or with their students or with their um, employees to really understand what what are the employees going through. Um, and not focus so much on the uh, tactical things, getting things done. Um, and I think that's what's driving it because their leaders today have so much pressure on them. They just got to get stuff done and they don't focus as much on how that employee is feeling, particularly, you know, people having to go back to work um, now that, you know, COVID is kind of settled in. Are they comfortable? You know, are they connecting with their colleagues like they did before? Probably there's new people on staff. So yeah, connecting with their 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 feelings more than um, probably what they've done in the past, but just recognizing that, you know, they, they need to work a little bit harder on being more empathetic, um, but also hearing what's happening um, on the ground. Yeah, so it makes me think about the saying, rules without relationships equals resistance, right? Yeah, oh, I love that. So, yeah so if you're not so leaders right now if you're having trouble getting people to execute right or to show up for extra duty or whatever it may be it's probably because there's no buy-in right there right you have bottom line employees you have a positional leadership on people not a permission leadership on people Right, who who want to do it? Your, right. you know, you know, your influence is waning um, because you haven't taken the time to um, really get to know people, find common ground, make a connection. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So you can better understand what and help help. Oh, it's the Zig Ziglar quote too, right? If you help other people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. You so want. How exactly. are you helping other people get what they want? <laughs> you can get what you want. Yeah. That's good. yeah. It does, yeah, and it, it plays true to um, when I was in corporate. The Gallup research, you know, study. The question was, you know, or employee engagement. You know, do you have a best friend at work? 
And years ago, you know, leaders always thought nobody has a best friend at work, but it's that sense of belonging around having a best friend is, at work. Is there someone that you can go to to share, you know, how you're feeling? I think that the term best friend at work, I think some leaders think that, you know, someone has a buddy or a pal that they're going to do water cooler conversations with or things of that nature. But it's, it's that sense of belonging, feeling included. And if employees don't feel that way, then they're, they're going to go to another employer. Linda, what are, what are some good strategies to begin to create that inclusiveness? I think one of the, the key strategies that leaders need to look at is, you know, practice what you preach. I mean, I'll just say that for, for the beginning. You know, you want employees to feel engaged and you want them to get to work on time. But as a leader, you got to get there first. <laughs> you should be there greeting your employees when they come into the door. Don't be behind, you know, behind your employees getting there first and then preaching, well, be on time, you know, be consistent. <laughs> you got to do right? that. Yeah, model the way. Yeah, you have to yep. model the way. But, you know, having that open door policy is a, a second one, you know. Uh, don't just say, you know, you can come and ask me anything or I'm always available for questions, but truly be authentic when you say you have an open door policy. Do more listening than talking. You know, we as leaders sometimes like to hear ourselves talk, but we need to do more listening because you don't know what that person is yeah. going through. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we need to change it from an open door policy to an open ear policy. Yeah, open yeah. ear. Oh, love what that. Open ear. Yes. Love that. Yeah, yeah, leaders need to just, you know, my mom always used to say, you know, think twice and speak once. So we need to do more thinking. <laughs> Your mom was, mom was smart. So, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, when you think about it, um, even if you, you know, and I hear this a lot, well, I have an open door policy, but if your people don't believe that, you're going to listen to them or that they're, or that they feel heard. They're not coming. No, they're not so coming. It's even more important. Yeah. Is you got to lead by walking around. You got to get out of your office. Yes. Onto the floor, checking in with people, reading their body language, reading their tone of voice. I mean, that's all critical. And to really, you know, I love, you know, years ago, we learned this from, um, oh man, his name's escaping me. Uh, It'll come to me, but he but he said there was the three three questions to employee retention: How are you? What are you working on? And how can I help? Mm -hmm. And he was from the Dave Ramsey group. Um, Retire Inspired is one of his books. His, his name is escaping me. Oh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's really really important for you as the leader to get out. And mm -hmm. if you know people are short with you with their responses, they don't trust you. Right. Yeah, they don't. No they don't. Yep. And, you no. know, you know, so. corporate America has made changes, you know, to try to keep that open door policy. You know, years ago, there was the office with the foreclosed walls, and then they went to the glass offices, but there still is a door. And now we're in cubicles, but still leaders don't go out and ask those three simple questions. You know, you, if you don't, you know, you don't know how your employees are doing until you go and ask them, because they're not going to come and tell you. Yeah. You don't know if they had a bad morning you know, or they just got a phone call yep. that they got to pick up their kid and they're, they're trying to figure, oh my gosh, you know, I was late yesterday or I was out yesterday. I don't want to have to leave early today. 
because they have that perception of, you know, people are going to look at me like, okay, she's out or he's out again. So you don't know until you go and ask. And leaders just need to understand that it's okay. And if you're not sure how to ask, ask permission. Do you mind if I ask you how you're doing? It's that simple. Yeah. And ask it in a very authentic way. In very a, authentic, not a, yeah. Not a, not a walk by on the sidewalk. Hey, how are you? Right. Right? It's, <laughs> Right. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an eye contact conversation. It's a put the put the cell phone away conversation. It's a exactly don't you know grab them when they're busy. You know find a way to be present. Right. You know, and you made me think about in the evolution of our workspace. Right. You had talked about four walls to glass walls to you know cubicles. Right. To open spaces and co-working spaces. And now a lot of people working from home. Yep. I'm going to say that most of the unhealthy organizations never took the time to actually do two things. Equip people to be successful in that work environment or recruited people to work in that ideal environment. Mm -hmm. There's been many schools that I've worked with where they have these amazing, innovative, structural ideas of collaboration and getting people to work together. But then they never took the time in their hiring process and their employee development process to make sure that the people who are working can be successful in that highly innovative, collaborative work environment. Right. They just hire people, right? Yeah. You know, we hire people for what they know, and then we fire them for who they are, right? And, and oh that's gosh, not that is so crazy. Yeah, and it's not it's not always the people's fault. It's the the leader puts someone in the wrong position because the wrong they never position. took the time to really think through what are the skills and attributes that they need to be successful at work here. And how am I creating this successful work environment for them? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking I'm, you know, you know, guilty of that now, right? I've hired a couple, you know, team members and they're former principals and, and they're working really hard and they're doing a great job. But I was just really thinking, like, I'm not really training them to be better in their work. I'm not, you know, spending the time with them because they're doing work and I'm doing work and we're not always doing work at the same time. Or I'm not on their calls, you know, to give them feedback if they're coaching people. There's just so many things that I got to do better as a business owner, right, as a CEO. Yeah. Um, to do that. So, and I know you were just on a, a great call. So, was there something from your earlier training that kind of aligns here of what great CEOs and organizational leaders need need to do? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that was discussed was as a leader, we need to believe in ourselves. And, you know, we all know that we can be good leaders. We are good leaders. But if we don't believe it, we don't uh, dig deep to really become good leaders, then, then we're not. And it's okay to say, you know, I'm not the best. And then go and get some training or some coaching so that you can be that best leader. And, you know, that, those were two of the key things that or the third one, of course, was just owning it as a leader. You know, we've got to own that we're not, we don't have all the tools we need in our toolbox. And then thirdly, you know, build up our confidence um, to be that best leader. And if you're not good at something, then delegate it to someone else. But in all that you do as a leader, be consistent. So if you're going to have that open door policy, don't go and say good morning to two people. If you've got a staff of 10, be consistent in your messaging to all 10 employees. Go meet and greet with each of them or meet and greet with them as a group. 
but be consistent because when you start to silo people out, then people are going to feel like, oh, well, he likes this or she likes that person better than me. Why didn't they come speak to me this morning? So be consistent in all that you do because your employees are always watching you, always watching you and they're always listening. That's right. You know, I love what you just shared. And the word that kept on resonating with me was be. Be. You have to be, right? You can't do, right? You're you're an organizational leader. You got to get out of the habit of doing and get into the habit of being, right? Growing into the person who can be who your team needs you to be to lead them, equip them, to create safety, right? To create healthy collaboration, like all those pieces, you got to be it. And you and I, you know, started this conversation, you know, about an hour ago, I think now, yeah. but really about moving away, you know, having that emotional, um, you know, intelligence and, and, and moving away from being tactical right. and moving into being more strategic, right? Stop playing that checkers and start playing chess and yes. just really understand your strengths, the strengths of your people, you know, where are we heading? What's the, what's the end result here? How does it align to our mission, our vision, our goals, and our purpose? Like, there's a lot of strategy around being great uh, as an organizational leader, but it all starts with you being a better leader. You've got to grow. So, yeah. Linda, if, if, if you know, folks want to reach out to you to learn more about what you do around you know, diversity and inclusion, how do they reach out to you? Sure, they can go to my website, which is lindajordan.com, or they can just send me an email at lynda at lrj-consulting.com, or call me on the phone, 919-622-4685. That's probably the fastest way to reach me, because I answer my cell phone all the time. <laughs> awesome, right? You're actually, yeah, yeah you're, you're being and doing everything right now for your uh, company. I love it. So, well, thanks for giving me time this morning and hopefully this added some value to people and reach out to Linda if she can can be of service. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Tom. Hey, leaders. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Principal's Office Podcast. I hope it added value to you. Uh, If it has, make sure you share it out. Subscribe and rate uh, the Principal's Office Podcast and, you know, let us know how we're doing. Even if it's a bad comment, it's okay. I can take it. I need feedback. I crave feedback. Hey, real quick, a lot of leaders ask me, hey, Tom, you know, do you have a resource for, you know, assessing your school? I'm about to do some, some short and long-term planning, and, and the answer is yes. Uh, right now, if you go to our webpage at lbleaders.com, at the very top, you can click on and take our 10 indicators of high-performing schools assessment. 10 indicators of high-performing schools. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. Take it through. It's a self-assessment, and as soon as you're done, It'll send you your score right to your inbox. And here's what I would encourage you to do. Share it with all of your administration uh, team and have everybody take it. It's completely free. And you're each going to get a printout of your individual results. Sit down as a team and take a look at the indicators and, and, and have a conversation around why everybody rated what score. And what is the best part is once you finish your assessment, you're going to also receive a a short teaching video on each of the 10 indicators and a free resource that's going to help you begin to immediately improve your school. So if you want that, go to our website at lbleaders.com 
or look for the link that's right here in this uh, podcast episode and quickly take the test. In less than 10 minutes, you'll have results. Thanks, everybody, for always adding value to me and allowing me to live out my purpose. I'm Dr. Tom Miller, raising your awareness.